You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For everything for everything indie, for everything cults, it's the Blue Horseshoe now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome back into the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Colts fans, time to go behind enemy lines with a Titans legend, Blaine Bishop, four-time Pro Bowler. Now does a great job covering the team on 104.5 The Zone out there in Nashville. And also a Ball State legend, George and Blaine, two Ball State <laughs> Cardinals. So we are Ball Stated out here in the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Thanks for coming on the show here, Blaine. Oh, man, this is this is rare. I mean, when you get two Ball State legends on the same call, I mean... I don't think that'll ever happen again. Unless it's us two again. <laughs> That's very true. And between us, we have one Super Bowl appearance. It's it's huge. Ball State all the way, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's all I got. We, we, we're a little short there, man. I blame you for us coming up short. <laughs> I, I'll take the blame. It's on me. <laughs> George will start carrying the weight for sure now going forward for the Ball State Legends out there. Speaking of Legends, Blaine, obviously you you have one on your team in the Titans there and Derrick Henry. But interesting, so far at least to the first three games, it's been a struggle. 3.6 yards per carry, which is by far the lowest of his career. What's been the issue so far in terms of not kind of getting Derrick Henry going so far the first three games of the year? Wow, man, uh, there's so much to go into that. But if we want to just make it simple, I just think uh, guys aren't executing the offensive line. Uh, it's not playing up to snuff. Uh, they have uh, two two new guys, uh, you know, that's replacing other guys, and they're not lived up to the bill. And then Lawan is now, I uh, don't know the extent of the injury, but all I know is he's out for the season. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's been most of it. Henry usually starts off slow, but it's hard to tell. You know, everybody's, you know, speculating that it's his, you know, his foot, he's not all the way back. But th- this past week against the Raiders, he showed some burst and speed. He looked like the old Henry finally got to see him because he was getting tackled as soon as he got the ball. His, his yards per carry after contact is more than actually the yards he has, seems like, or, you know, based off his carry. So, yeah, it's, it's really the offensive line. Um, you know, but, you know, Tannehill, is, I think, has played solid. Uh, when you one and two, it's kind of hard to say he's playing really good, but he's played solid. Uh, you know, naturally everybody played porous against the Bills, uh, which is a dominating team right now and probably one of the best teams in the league. So I think it's more so execution by the offensive line. And I'm wondering if that's always an issue with uh, all the teams that are run dominant teams, a la like the Colts, because of how they go about the preseason uh, you know, and you bringing that physicality and not doing a lot of contact as much as you would in a regular season game. Uh, it's always kind of interesting because uh, the Titans have kind of been this way, you know, the last three years. And I, I don't know if it's that reason or not, but when you want to be a physical dominant run team, you must be that at all times, even in preseason. So 
I'm interested to see if they, they play more in the preseason. I don't know if that's the answer, but that's just kind of from afar looking in. That's kind of how I look. I don't know how much the, the Colts offensive linemen played in the preseason, and they're a run-dominant you know team as well to a certain extent. Yeah, they, they played probably about a quarter, a quarter and a half, I think. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't that, that kind of long stretch that, that you'd like to see with – with that offensive line. Uh, one thing you talk about, you know, with Derrick Henry's slow starts, you, you kind of see that with Tennessee. They, they've been kind of the same boat the Colts have been the last couple of years. It takes them a little mm-hmm. while to get going, get into the season. Because of that, is there a level of confidence right now? What I guess what's the temperature in Nashville? You know, how worried are people about, about this one and two start? Well, <laughs> the fan base is really nervous, and they're, they're pointing their fingers, I would say, more so to the offensive coordinator. Me per se, I am not doing that in that I think he's calling. I'm I, I'm expecting what he did last season. So my expectations are that he's doing a, a, a decent job. Uh, they're, they're balanced. Last week they were 27 and 27, 27 runs, 27 passes. Uh, they've been very efficient. Uh, so to me, my expectations are he's doing exactly what he's always done and uh, maybe even a little bit better. Now, could you critique a call here or there? Naturally, I'm sure he's doing the same thing. I'm really looking more so at the defense because the defense was supposed to be carrying this team, especially early on. They've not been effective against the run. I think they're ranked 31st or somewhere there at the bottom. And they're giving up explosive plays in the secondary, like three a game. So in my eyes, and then they've been outscored 57 to seven and they want to point to the offense. Well, the defense is part of that. They gave up 57 points. Now, seven is not good either in the fourth quarter or second half. Uh, So I think all around, there's a lot of blame to go around. But uh, I would say the defense more so uh, than the offense to me is not, you know, they're they're giving up 100-yard rushers and people having long runs and big explosive pass plays every game like it's nothing. So I, I would look more so there for me personally than the offensive coordinator. But he's an easy target. Uh, you know, and uh, they didn't like them last year, so they're naturally going to go there. Let's talk about the defense blame for a second, because you just mentioned a stat that through three games is mind-blowing. The Titans have been outscored in the second half alone 57-7. to Like you mentioned, a lot of that is on the defense. Specifically, what's going on with the defense right now? Is it just the secondary is not very good? They're not getting after the pass? You mentioned they can't stop the run, like it's a combination. What have you seen the first three games, especially in second halves, that has really this defense just crumbling so far? Well, if we want to start, uh, let's go against the Giants. It was gap integrity uh, with uh, Barkley having, I, I think he might have had two or three long runs. And when I say long, 60 <laughs> or more. I mean, so uh, that that's where you start. Gap integrity, a lot of guys uh, trying to make the play, playing hard, uh, but not doing their responsibilities first and then playing hard. Number two is they're not getting pressure on the quarterback with their front four because for whatever reason, Harold Landry been out for the season, tearing his ACL the week before the season in a kind of a half practice. Uh, they have moved all kind of guys around. Now, Archery's not the same player because he's now playing outside and not inside. Uh, and then you got some journeyman guys in the rotation. And, and every now, everybody's just, you know, double and triple teaming Big Jeff, Jeff, Jeffrey Simmons. So I think that starts there up front. Uh, they, they must control the tempo, and so it'll be a great test against this uh, offensive line of the Colts. And then in the secondary, uh, they're just not having discipline with eyes. Uh, so, and sometimes they're just getting beat, really. Uh, but in case of Fulton, 
who I would say is the, you know, one of their better, if not the best corner they have. Uh, his was, he got beat deep because he's looking in the backfield and thinking that the guy's not going to throw to him. Meanwhile, the, the receiver is running right by him. I'm like, well, what are you doing? You have beat third. You, you're supposed to have the guy. Don't look in the backfield. He's not throwing to you. And you don't hope that he's not throwing to your guy. I mean, so it was just little fundamental things defensively. And then the linebackers play, man, I, <laughs> I, I like uh, both of them, uh, Long and uh, Cunningham, but they have not played very well. Not at all for me. Not enough. Uh, so they, they haven't played well at all. All around, see, so I'm going to every layer of the defense. We're on offense. All I can really say is the offensive line. And if you're a run dominant team, then that's going to affect everything. The receivers have done what they've done in the past. Even Burks. I mean, they don't have the home run guy with A.J. Brown gone, of course. But now you don't know who to expect a big game from, whether it's the tight ends or the wide receivers. You know, uh, Tree Woods, I mean, uh, Robert Woods. Uh, had a big day. Before that, he hadn't done much of anything. He hadn't even targeted very much. Uh, so I think that's kind of how Vrabel likes it, where everybody's equal and the quarterback takes wherever the coverage takes him. That's where he throws the football. And then Henry got into the passing game with some screens, some dump downs, and, uh, you know, got a lot of yardage that way as well. I think it was, you know, 58 or 60 yards or so uh, receiving and, you know, 80-something rushing. So he impacted the game for the first time in a big way. Uh, receiving it and uh, running the football. So I think they're going to have to do a lot more than that to uh, beat the Colts, especially with the way their defense is playing based off what I've seen on tape and then when I'm watching them. Uh, so, and I, I, I be honest, I think they got lucky to win that Chiefs game. Chiefs made a lot of mistakes, man. I mean, miss field goal, fake field goal, drop punt. I mean, that, I, mean I was like, dang, they're just trying <laughs> to hand this game away. So, you know, the Colts defense, though, looks really, really, really good. That it does. They're playing really well up front, uh, but the Colts offensive line is having a lot of the same troubles that, yeah. that Tennessee's having. As a defensive player yourself for years in the league, when you watch tape and you see free rushers the way the Colts have, have allowed them, what are you thinking during the week when, when you come into that game? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, first of all, I'm thinking, okay, if they don't correct this, we're going to run this and we're going to make sure that they corrected this, you know, and that's communication uh, with the offensive line and, and the, you know, running backs, part of the passing protection and, and the quarterback. So let's not, you know, uh, forget that. So I think those are all things that are all correctable. Now, when guys are getting beat one-on-one, now that's a different story. And I, I would think everybody would think with the highest paid offensive line in the league, that they're not living up to the billing, at least as of right now. So you never know. All it takes is one game uh, to get back to, you know, get into a rhythm and a flow. And Matty Ice, I don't know what people are talking about, about, oh, he's lost it, he's old. Every time he gets protection, I see him throwing strikes. So, and the Titans haven't been getting no pressure. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, they could they could talk all they want to. I'm why. Now, when he gets pressure, now he's he's a different guy. Yeah. But when he gets back there and he lets the ball go on that fifth step, third step, that and you can have him covered. He's still putting them in nice spots. So 
uh, I see Matty Ice still being the same guy that I thought he was. Uh, so yeah, everybody needs protection, especially when you're not, you know, super mobile, uh, like, you know, like him. So yeah. Uh, so I don't know if the Titans are going to come up with some pressure packages or, or what, but that their secondary is not playing well. So I, man, I don't know if that's a good idea either. Speaking of quarterbacks there, Blaine, Ryan Tannehill's one that's been, who's played pretty well so far in his career against the Colts. Mm-hmm. What do you expect from him on Sunday? Uh, you know, I, I kind of, I like Tanny here. I like what he brings to the table. You know, the, the offense is a little more conservative for me, but mm-hmm. I think Tannehill is, has a strong arm. He's mobile. Uh, he's precise. Uh, he may not be the guy like, you know, Matty Ice and all these elite guys, but he's right in the pack of the middle where you can win with them if you have elite players around them. And I, I think, you know, like, you know, all the fans wanted somebody new after the, the Bengals game in the playoffs, right? And I go, well, who are you going to get better? Like, really? Who is better? Oh, we can go talk now. If you want to go get Tom Brady, oh, okay. But, I mean, that's not going to happen. So, I'm like, I, I don't see anybody better at this point in time in his career. Uh, did he have a bad game? Yeah. And then he's had some bad games. But more than not, he has played really solid. So, I, I like what he brings to the table. we got to remember what we had before, where Marcus Mariota would look great one game, and then the next game you'd be like, man, did, did he even study the playbook or the team? So, inconsistency, you know, throughout through his career. Uh, some highlights and some lowlights. But I think Tannehill kind of stays even keeled throughout the whole time. And sometimes he presses and tries to make some out of nothing, but that's not his game. I mean, they really, uh, yeah, I hope they keep surrounding him with some playmaking, and I'm hoping that they protect him. Uh, so I, I think Tannehill has played really solid to this point. The Titans really should be two and one. They're not, but uh, it's hard to say he's playing great or anything like that when, you know, you wanted to, but I, I don't like, I, I like everything that I've seen so far. And he's actually come out like he was two years ago when he was really, really solid throughout the whole season. So he looks like that right now. The last one for me here, Blaine. Uh, when you look at this Tennessee team, I do feel like they're better than their record shows. I think the Colts kind of feel the same way. Mm-hmm. This is the first division game, though, for the Titans. They've been the bullies of this division for the last couple of years. They've really dominated in, in division games. How important is Sunday from a Tennessee perspective? Oh, it's very important. I mean, this this game counts as two. And, uh, you know, coming into the season, everybody's talking about the Colts and the Titans. Uh I beg to differ. I think it's a four-team race, and I think everybody's seeing that. I, I told everybody that the Jaguars were a really good team based off what I saw them in preseason. I said, hey, man, I don't know what happened. It's just coaching. But naturally, they were drafting all the, you know, all these high picks, and now now with the right coach, right system, right scheme, all of a sudden now they look, you know, some signings in a free agent. They look really good. So I, I think it's going to be that type of season. And then everybody's saying, oh, the division is weak. No, what it is is it's the old-school division. It's old school where they run the football, they play physical, and all these other teams, AFC West, think they're, oh, they're better, they're pie-flying, throw the ball around the yard. When they play these teams, they go slow it down, and next thing you know, oop, the AFC South doing pretty well against the AFC West. So I think the conference is better than people expect. It's just because it's not the modern-day throw-it-around-the-yard type teams, and it's not flashy. So this game is super important i know from the uh, coach perspective with their owner and how he, you know he's measuring against the, the titans the last two years and he doesn't like it well man welcome to the titans world because before that luck and paid man we had no shot so you know hey it's about time it was our turn so i think right now both teams are really even 
I would say that the Colts are probably an all-around better team because their defense is playing better. I think the Titans' offense is just average. The Titans' defense is not playing very well. So to me, that says that doesn't mean that you know the you know the Colts have a better team, but that doesn't mean they're going to win. Uh, so it's about who plays the best on that day and doesn't you know have commit silly and bad turnovers, really. And that that's kind of what Vrabel's deal is, man. He, he we can play conservative and punt, 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 but as long as you're not turning that ball over, whether it's fumbles or you know quarterback fumble or interceptions, he feels like he can be in every game and have a chance of winning. So like that's the Titans got to stop that. And the penalties have been outrageous. I I don't know if it's because the beginning of the season, but man, they they are having like ten penalties a game or so. And so Vrabel, uh, you know, his head may explode his next game if that happens against the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, Blaine Ellison, if it happens another week, I wouldn't be sad to see it. That is <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fix it in week five. That's a correctable week five issue for sure. This is going to be a tough man. I, I can't wait, man. I mean, oh. do you do you guys feel like the owner has put the team and the coaching staff kind of in a corner with with this pressure to they got to win this game? Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Uh, I think he's been very vocal about where he feels on this rivalry. And I, I think Matt Ryan said he made it very clear uh, to everybody in that locker room where what the expectations are and, and where they stand. Uh, I said one last one, but I, I'm wondering because something you said, does this division right now, does the AFC South remind you a little bit of the AFC Central when you play in Pittsburgh and Baltimore and, and, and the way that Jacksonville back then and, and the way that division went? Exactly what I was thinking. That was early in my career. Uh, so, man, I, you know, it was – Every game was really physical. Steelers, the Browns. I mean, you, you name. I mean, man, it was it was a tough division. Uh, so yeah, I think that's what they look like today. Now that may change as the season goes along, or even after this year to the next year with uh, the development of some of the young quarterbacks. Uh, but yeah, I, that's where they are. And, and when they, when that works in the playoffs, and you know, to get to the Super Bowl, uh, that's the recipe. Those finesse teams that throw it around usually and making get one playoff win but typically doesn't work like that you got to have some balance in there uh, with running pass and controlling the clock to a certain extent and you got to have not great defenses but some solid defensive play and uh, don't have any real big holes where people can exploit you or teams can exploit your your offense or defense so yeah i think that's kind of the recipe in today's nfl so yeah and then you know another thing i think Bray will really relies on man it made me just think about this you know all the smaller linebackers which the coach don't really have but you know because all the passing well that's why he feels like you got henry in a big back and then they're not you know you, you know you, he's gonna move he's gonna at least get three yards every time he's running just because you know you got the, all these you know pass covering linebackers to a certain extent right. and especially when you get a spread formation or you get into three wides and one tight end you got to take one of the guys out so that's kind of been his M.O. really since he's been here. And it is, it's worked because he's actually doing the opposite of what the league is trending to do. Right, zigging when everyone else is zagging, kind of going the mm -hmm. passing direction for sure. Let's finish with this, Blaine. The Titans have had the Colts number recently. Four of the last five have gone to Tennessee. So can finish his sentence for me then, please. The Colts win on Sunday if? Ooh. Uh, well, naturally, it's easy to just go say if – Taylor gets 120 or plus, <laughs> I think. Then again, I, I, I feel like the Titans won't win. They, they can't let people keep rushing the ball like this. Man. Yeah, that's a recipe for design. Problem. You don't win games in this in this league. 
uh, you know, the first game they let them, uh, I think Giants rushed for 230 something yards. What? Yeah. <laughs> you would never yeah. win any game because once they can run the ball, they can pass the ball. It's a good point. It's a good point. Blaine, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for coming behind me lines and I appreciate you bringing a second Ball State legend to the pod. We need more <laughs> and you brought that to us. So thank you so much. I appreciate it, guys. And as always, chirp, chirp. Chirp, chirp. <laughs> <laughs>